0: Hear you are crying, you're so scared and all alone <coughs> Hangman is coming down from the gallows and I don't
1: Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the UK Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. You're joined as always by me, Simon Stanley, and uh, it's a British invasion today. Uh, We're lacking rich, so we've just got Dave Hart and Gavin Marshall. How are you doing, guys?
2: Not too bad. You're driving a more technical issues. Of course, as always. Uh, Usually me. But uh, do you think we're going to be able to start this show without any kind
1: of caveat about world, you know, apocalyptic events? (laughs) And we just get straight into it, or do well, we need no, to have this? Uh, the only caveat I was going to have was that if anyone sees like a a deranged, confused-looking, um, high octane stuntman wandering around California, please can you let us know? Uh, and, <laughs> and get him to send us his twenty-five top players. <laughs> we, we seem to have lost one. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to just make you know the uh, original cast today because um, we've lost Rich. We don't, we frankly don't know where he is, but hopefully he's safe and he's doing okay, and we'll we'll get in touch with him later on. <laughs> Um, you never know, you might even
2: turn it halfway through
1: yeah, yeah, most likely I'll just dip into the car um, Today we're going to, the, the prime thing is I'm sure you can see from the title of this episode We're going to look at the top 25 most important players To the Steelers 2020 season So we've all kind of gone away we've, we've done our own uh, ideas and, and research And we've ranked our top 25 players based on Who we think is going to be most important To the Steelers' success in the 2020 season um, So that's going to be the main element of today's show We'll get into that in just a minute So um, as always, we we kind of do the news first. There's not really any great news, or at least none that we specifically want to get into this week. Um, so I, I believe we're going to go to Gav for some uh, various uh, PFF-related nonsense.
2: Yeah, as Rich isn't here, I thought I could sneak in a few PFF things without him groaning. Crack it, I So We've got two. We've got one which dropped just before this, before we recorded. And um, if anyone hasn't seen it, you should probably go and check it out, but it's it's quite interesting. Which is the they've redrafted. Um, ESPN did it as well, but um, I, th- I think the PFF one, while still being a bit weird, is better than the ESPN one. But they've redrafted the entire NFL.
1: I saw this. I think I saw the yeah. ESPN one. I didn't like it, but I'm I'm willing to hear this. Uh, so I've got that, or or I've got the PFF released uh, a little bit
2: longer ago. Their top fifty players entering twenty twenty. So which way would you like to go?
1: I mean, I'm happy to do, but or at least take little segments from both, unless you think it's going to take too long. But let's do
2: the. I no, re- no, I can, I, I can, I can hit both. Yeah, which one do you want to go? Let's with? do the redraft first. Redraft, okay. So they're, they're only halfway through. Uh, I think they're going to drop the rest of the, the the second two rounds, which actually is where it's going to get more interesting on Monday. So uh, going to check back then, and maybe we can have a chat about the whole thing with Rich and everything a bit later. But I mean, the first the first two rounds. So. First off, it's um they're redrafting and they it's with the aim of winning a Super Bowl within five years, and the contracts don't matter. So it's just just take the best player available essentially for building a franchise building exercise. Okay. Um, it's done by George and Eric from they're the kind of PFF uh, forecast guys. So they're the kind of more the rather than the kind of deep analytics side. They're more from the kind of betting side, like you know try to try to give you betting analysis mm-hmm. uh, and then Timo Risk and Kevin Cole who are both PFF guys Timo's from Germany and then uh, Evan Silva who's mm-hmm. recently moved to establish the run and Josh Hermsmeyer now herms it doesn't really matter but jo- Hermsmeyer was hick- picking for the Steelers that, that bit's irrelevant really who the Steelers pick is not important What what's interesting about is is the order of the players get taken and I've got some major issues with it, some it, of these it, rankings
1: quick, the order is is it based on last this year's draft order or I think the order is set out
2: in in uh, yeah, yeah. So it's Bengals up first. Okay, yeah. Uh, but that doesn't really matter. It's about who who yeah. plays. You know who who what the what the player rankings are. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah. So so um, unsurprisingly, it was 26 quarterbacks off the board what? in a row. <laughs>
1: wow. Wait. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> hang on. 26 in a row. Yeah. I mean, if you're building a franchise, I don't think that's right. I mean, I mean, don't be wrong. I think you maybe get to. 15, 10, 15, But at that point, I think you're gonna start thinking the value is elsewhere.
2: Well, this is PFF. I've got to say that first. First. Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, you know, we talked about it last week. That you know, their own war stat. It makes up. You know, it makes up a third of the team's success is in that one player. And if you know, if, we, we all know, if you don't have a good quarterback, you, let,
1: you don't get that far. Let me make my. I'm gonna just sort of um, bludgeon all over this for you now, Gav. But but let me make my point here, right? Who was taken first? Aaron Donald or Derek Carr? Derek Carr's still on the board. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bad example. Uh, Ryan Tannehill or
2: Aaron Donald? <laughs> uh, well, it's definitely Tannehill. Yeah, Donald was taken at pick 32. He right.
1: was the
2: first rusher, but he wasn't the first non-quarterback taken, which okay. was a surprise. Um, and uh, there's some other surprises. You'll never guess who the first non-quarterback player was. Okay. And... And um, that player came before Big Ben. So Big Ben was the first quarterback to be taken what? after.
1: Although I yeah. suppose, yeah, age is taken into account, though. Yeah. Yeah. But some of the guys in front of him. So so Big Ben was QB 27. But again, it's it's with the view of taking a Super Bowl in the next five years. And, and a lot of people think Ben's going to play this season and that's going to be it. Or, you know, so. Okay, but here's some of the people that were taken ahead of him. Winston. <laughs> yeah. Cam Newton.
2: Yeah. Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold, Haskins. So I don't know. But I, you know, they're are five or six guys and they, they don't all agree. So, you know, this isn't a consent you know, this isn't a consensus thing. This is a draft, so it's you know, it's not it's not gospel, but I think I think Big Ben falling to twenty eight, I, I was surprised by that. I, I would I'd take him even if I was building a team for five years, I'd take him over over Haskins at least.
1: See, they're looking at this in a very PFF analytical kind of way because I wouldn't take Ben in the first round, right? Okay, and that's because of the the longevity issue, right? I mean, I don't think Ben. If you if you it's for example, if you're if you're drafting this imaginary drafting after pick fifteen or whatever the case may be, you're not going to win Super Bowl with Ben in the first year he's on the team, or at least it's very unlikely, and he's probably not going to be the thing that's going to push you over that edge. So, mm. I, I mean. Get the better, you know, blue chip pieces behind him and find the quarterback yeah, I mean, the next year.
2: So he was he was QB twenty seven and he was the last QB taken. Mm. So there's there's uh, one, two, three, four, five teams that don't didn't never draft to the QB. Okay, and I th- you know there's Carr on the board. There's uh, Drew Locke on the board. There's Teddy Bridgewater on the board. So
1: some disrespect for Carr there by the way, but <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah.
1: So. Do you want to have a guess at who
2: the first skill player was taken? Um,
1: so, Pat, I'm guessing Pat Mahomes was the first player taken, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the first skill player, what
2: position was he taken? Should I say top five? So, yeah, top yeah. five was Mahomes, Lamar, uh, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and then Kyler Murray, which is a bit of a surprise.
0: Okay,
2: okay. Aaron Rodgers, number nine. I mean, that seemed un, like, almost unthinkable a few years ago.
1: Yeah, declining. a little bit of a decline in playing age, obviously, plays into that, but... What what position was the first skill player taken?
2: So went number twenty-seven. It was a wide receiver.
1: Oh okay. Oh okay. DeAndre Hopkins.
2: No, he's the second one taken. Dave, you want to? How's it? I guess.
3: <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm I'm going to play Richie's role in this and be the uh, the who doesn't really trust in all this. <laughs> okay.
1: Is it the? Um... No, I don't know. Uh, because you said it was going to be someone we'd never guess, right?
2: Well, I find it surprising. I mean, when when you hear the logic, it kind of makes sense. But Chris Godwin,
1: wide receiver one. Yeah, I mean, okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay, this is this is why. See if Rich was here, he would be shitting on PFF, and I don't I don't disagree with him.
2: Yeah, uh, Julio Jones, wide receiver nine. That I find surprising. You know,
1: uh,
2: Ch- Chase Young, r- rush. Russia, number two. Right. I mean, that seems pretty rich for me. Nick Bosa, rush four. TJ Watt was rush five, pick 59. And Juju was wide receiver 16 at pick
1: 58.
2: hmm. I mean, and and no Minka Fitzpatrick. That's ridiculous. Jabril Peppers.
1: Jabril Peppers was defensive back eight. Wait, hang on. Jabril Peppers got taken before Minka Fitzpatrick? Yeah. Right, let's stop talking about this. Um, and Eddie Jackson. OK, yeah, it was bonkers. <laughs> just, just,
2: just just, for a bit of fun, though, right? So the Steelers ended up with Tom Brady and Devontae Adams. Dear God. And, 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 the, and the Ravens ended up with Big Ben and A.J. Brown. <laughs> but yeah, I know, it, it, it's nonsense. But I, I am actually interested to see where they go with rounds three and four.
1: You know, normally I am so on board with this kind of off-season rubbish article stuff but this is this has taken me completely yeah. out of it <laughs> yeah. no, no running back no running backs for taking oh, uh, no, right yeah awesome. so let's move on anyway uh, yeah but it, for that, people like me like nerds like check it out because it is, it is but, quite interesting and, and in you know, a podcast YouTube show I don't want to get you know I don't want to talk about this anymore frankly but still I'm going to do it anyway I mean I'd take some running backs over like Tom Brady you know G- give me like the best running back in the NFL the best young running back in his early 20s give me CMC oh, over Tom know, Brady right now see.
2: Well, not if you're PFF, all oh, these guys. Of Eben <laughs> Yeah, Evan uh, what's his name? Oh. Right, so anyway, <laughs> the other, the other uh, PFF top 50. Uh, entering into 2020, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but uh, the top stealer was uh, TJ Watt. Yeah. That's probably uh, uh, number 28. Uh, so I'd, I'd read you a little bit about what we said. Most valuable edge in NFL last year, getting better every year. Uh, until it was an, an elite season in 2019. Play, players don't always have a smooth growth curve in their NFL careers, but there's something very satisfying when they do. And what has developed every season he's been in the league, building himself into Defensive Player of the Year candidate we saw last season. What had the highest pass rushing grade of any edge defender in 2019 at 91.7 PFF grade, notched 81 total pressures and made a whole host of game-changing plays, including eight forced fumbles and a pair of inceptions. If he plays to that level again, what will be one of the best defenders in the league at any position. So that, that's good. That you know, that makes you feel good about what the Steelers got going on. I mean,
1: we we all thought it right. Man, can, can you believe that TJ Watt fell to pick thirty in that draft?
2: Yeah, well, it was slightly undersized, and it was a kind of a projection, wasn't it? Dude,
1: I'm so glad I can blow my own trumpet and say that I was calling for that from <laughs> from day one.
2: And then the only other Steeler in the top fifty was Cam Hayward at number forty which I can get on board with, said, <clears throat> a season ago, Cam Haywood was probably the most dominant interior defensive lineman outside of Aaron Donald. He steps up despite losing running mate in Stefan Tua early in the season and ended the year with a career best PFF grade of 91.5. He produced 60 total pressures and 44 defensive stops and had career highs in both D and pass rush grade.
1: Nice. So there
2: right. you go. So that's, according to PFF, that's Steelers' two best players. What, what so position was break. Cam, sorry, what? Number 40. Number 40, okay. Yeah. So, and the only other interest, Bengals, no players in the top fifty. Browns had two. I mean do you want to do the guessing game or we uh, I mean
1: is it OBJ? No. No.
2: They had twenty seven
1: and
2: twenty nine. Uh one of them's the recently I think he signed his contract today. And he was right behind Ed. He's another Edge player right behind what? So what was twenty eight? Uh, oh, Miles Garrett, it's... sorry. Miles yeah. Garrett number yeah. 29. And then at number 27, the player before what was Nick
1: Chubb? Oh, shit. Right, people got to stop overrating Nick Chubb. Oh, this... <laughs> we got to move on, man. <laughs> okay, okay, so move on. The Ravens, quickly.
2: The Ravens, number eight, Lamar Jackson. Number Nick 36, Chubb. Calais Campbell. Now, that was that was a great free agent signing for them, I think. You know, that is... Yeah, they, they're looking. Yeah, They've just got better in many ways. And then number 48, Ronnie Stanley there, you know, O-Lyman. Patriots only had one one player in the top fifty, and that was Gilmore.
1: Yeah,
2: Chiefs Chiefs had five. I mean, you know, maybe that's recency bias with with the Super Bowl, a great but team, yeah, man. they got Mahomes at two, um, Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and Mitchell Schwartz made an appearance at twenty three. Wow. Um, and then yeah, Saints Thomas, Cam Jordan, Ryan Ramchek, Bucks had four, Brady, Good uh, Godwin, Levante, David, Mike Evans, and then with a sort of honourable mention for Gronk because no one knows how he's going to play.
1: Who Who is number one if Pat Mahomes L- Lamar?
2: Aaron Donald. Top ten was Aaron Donald, Pat Mahomes, oh, okay. yep Giants, Quentin Nelson, George Kittle, Michael Thomas, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian McCaffrey.
1: Okay, fair enough. But, um, you know, Nick Chubb better than Cam Haywood, absolutely laughable. So, PFF, get in the bin for today. You're in my sin bin. I'm going to join Rich on the anti-PFF corner if this continues.
2: Well, that's what I knew it would be contentious. So I'll just, well, I just quickly set <laughs> out while
1: he wasn't here. What is we, right? Because we spoke about this before, right? With the Browns finishing number one in the running back uh, duo thing, what that they did was was that PFF? Yeah, yeah. No, that was Bleacher Report. So okay, Bleacher
2: Report.
1: Okay, so so Bleacher Report said Browns had the number one running game in the NFL. Why is that, don't be wrong? Nick Chubb, great player, totally on board. Why is everyone suddenly like acting as if Nick Chubb is like the next coming of of Jesus? Like, wh- like acting like he's Jim Brown all of a sudden. <laughs> well,
2: I think he's massively underrated. I think, I think people think he's underrated. Not anymore, he just, apparently. I like, mean... He just burst onto the scene. I mean, he's a powerful bruising back. And then you've got uh, Kareem Hunt as well. I mean, it is, that, it is a good backfield. Is he the?
1: Is he in the top five backs in the NFL? For me, well, I'm, I'm looking I at CMC. I'm looking at Saquon Barkley. Zeke, I'm looking at um, Derek Henry. I'm already at four, who are better than him. And I've just listed him off the top of my head.
2: Well, he's, in, he's, he's, there, he's right there, isn't he?
1: But, you know, the Browns, you know, again, off-season champions. Let's see where they finish.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it all depends on Mayfield, really, doesn't it? Because the rest of that ro- roster's is pretty good shape. While we're talking about running backs, um, I, 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 sorry, I, tried, I promised myself I wasn't going to talk too much this episode, but it seems like I'm talking <laughs> again, so I'll just carry on. Um, James Connor faces some serious competition on the free agent market next year. If he hits, I mean, this this isn't going to be you know, we're not going to see record-setting contracts signed for running backs. Have you, have you seen who's who is set at the moment set to become, you know, free agents after this season?
1: Well, Derrick Henry will be because he signed a franchise tag, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know who else.
2: Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Kenyon Drake, Todd Gurley, Chris Carson, Aaron Jones, Marlon Mack, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, Matt Breeder, James White, Kareem Hunt, and Damian Williams, and James Conner. Did I say that? Yeah. I mean,
1: a lot of dudes.
2: That is that is a coachload of you know franchise level quarter um, uh, running backs there that you can you know build an offense you know build a running game around. So I don't think you know we could be seeing James, maybe James Conner does get a second contract because the values are going to be so depressed.
1: I think he might. Yeah, I haven't ruled that out at all. I mean, we'll we'll see how he plays this year as we get towards the you know the time that he might start to look to sign a contract, but. You know, I, I don't rule out that because I, mean, I mean he said he wants to stay with the Steelers I think you know, I know a lot of players say that. I think that's probably more legitimate coming from James Connor than almost any player we've we've spoke about, so you know. I, I think th- we've
3: all said that sort of Connor's concern isn't him playing well, it's him staying healthy. Exactly. And I think that'd be a concern for any team that it say he went on to free agency. I think that'd be a concern for any team that picked him up. It's not gonna be his performance, it's whether he's gonna stay on the field. Yeah,
1: that's exactly right. Okay. Uh, well, thank you for that, Gav. That's enraged me. Before we got onto that, <laughs> before we but get, on... if, you haven't, if you haven't had enough of lists, yeah, I notes. know, right? Yes, yeah. so you can tell it's the off season when the lists start getting cracked out from <laughs> from everywhere. Uh, so I'm glad you've undermined our list with two previous lists. Um, yeah. So oh, so, <laughs> so we so we we both all three of us we went away and we came up with the idea was I mean this was kind of my original idea was the the steel who is most important to the Steelers' success going in. To the 2020 season so who's who is it important that we get great performances out of going into next season for the Steelers to win a Super Bowl so we all went away kind of um, on our own and, and decided a top 25 list sent it in to me and I've kind of used a, a highly complicated algorithmic formula to come up with um, a, a point system that is now lists um, all the players that we chose now do you two want to guess how many players between the three of us we named By listing 25 players each? Oh, 50. 50? (laughs) okay, dude. That would be (laughs) good.
2: Someone's going Spillane. Rob Spillane's in there. I'd say
1: 36. Wow, it's 37. We got 37 independently named players um, listed in the top 25 between the three of us. Um, the person who listed the most, who nobody else said, was Dave. Of course. <laughs>
3: well, I've, I've, I don't know whether I've sort of gone a different direction to you guys with this. I've sort of took it as being sort of players that we aren't necessarily like those sort of star players, like sort TJ Watt, etc., who you, you expect a great performance out of. It's the ones that are sort of slightly lower down, maybe who you who would push that final distance and make that support run. Is that how everyone else has taken or is it just me?
2: I, I totally understand what you're saying because I, I went into like the mystery hole of trying to work out exactly what this is. I actually typed out a message a couple times to Simon going, Does it, <laughs> is this A or is it B? And then deleted it and went, you know what? It's more fun if we don't actually know. <laughs> so I, I, I couldn't work out if it was players that will play better than what they're expected to play and that and that difference makes pushes the Steelers over the edge i think that's what you're getting at or yeah. is it just important that the players
1: play to the, to the know, level they're expected it's kind that's- of a mix between the two things you described because it's not just a list of the Steelers best players right which is kind of what you might argue it would be on one end and it's not just a list of the players who might do something or might not it's kind of an idea of who you know who is it most important we get a good season out of so for example right take um who's a great player on the Steelers but so, so take TJ Watt right for example he's a great player you know potentially the best player the Steelers have but is he the most important player that we get a good season out of if, if, if TJ Watt had a, a subpar season next year is that going to cost the Steelers the most out of every player in the, you know what I'm saying does that make sense yeah
2: I mean, yeah totally I mean it's like ordering steak and chips and no steak turning up yeah. You know, it's like he's 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 got to have. He is the you know the the threat on the Steelers' defense. So that I I put him quite high because you know if he doesn't show up, then it's all on Bud. So so me and Gavin need to go go away and rewrite our list. Stuff. No, the lists are fine. The lists are fine. Don't worry. This
1: is this isn't <laughs> the all bowling ball team, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no there's no five foot nine like. I must say I listened back to that, and that was one of the most
2: enjoyable like sections (laughs) I think we've ever done. It was great. It was real entertainment. Oh my, I thought it was good.
1: (laughs) Okay, so let's get into this, right? So we've got thirty-seven players to get through. I'm going to go through the list. You know, uh, the overall list. We're going to go player by player and just very briefly kind of mention what we think and and where we put them. So uh, hopefully you've both got your kind of your list in front of you. Um, have you done, have you, how, how have you tabulated it? Have you just made
2: like an average or a mean or something? Or no, very simply,
1: you... the person who came first on each list got 25 points. The person who came 25th got one point and everything in between. And those things have added up. So the maximum points that someone could have got is 75 points if everyone put them first. And so on. Does that make sense? I like
2: it. That's, That's a good, good system. system.
1: So, um, I mean, prizes for guessing who came first in this. Is
2: it whoever is quarterback?
1: (laughs) Whoever is quarterback. So, uh, yeah, first place goes to Ben Roethlisberger, who actually got 75 out of 75 points. (laughs) So all three of us put Ben as the first player, the most important player to the steel success, which I think makes complete sense, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's why you go 28 picks with quarterbacks in the NFL redraft. It's the most important position.
1: If Ben is Ben, then we are Super Bowl contenders. If Ben isn't there, or if Ben isn't Ben, then perhaps we're not, right? So that that is why he's the top, that's why he's got 75 points. I don't know if there's a great deal more to say about that, but you know, that, that, that seems obvious to me. So I'm glad that we all put him first, that kind of proved to me that we all understood the concepts of the, of the game. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: think if, if you'd put anyone else there it would be a bit, um, you'd be a little bit hipsterish, let's say. Yeah, mm-hmm. To put like yeah. Jordan Berry there or something, yeah, I think
1: yeah, would be... You know, uh... yeah. <laughs> We'll get on to him. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> number, number two overall uh, surprised me a little bit. Um, I don't want to play the guessing game at all, but but just because it's the second pick, who do you think came first after Ben? Well, I put what, so I'm, I'm going to say what. You put what? So Dave put James Conner. Um, it, it was James Conner. James Conner came second right. uh, overall with 64 points between the three of us. That is very surprising. I actually thought I put Connor at sixth, and I I thought that was too high. Uh, yeah, I mean, I put Connor just taking a look at my list uh, sixth as well. So we both put him sixth. Yeah. Dave it put might him... be skewed by my misunderstanding of the question. But I don't think it's necessarily misunderstanding though, Dave. It's just your interpretation. Yeah. There's yeah. no right or wrong here, Dave. Fair enough.
0: I
2: mean, Connor but... is a very
1: important piece. So so
2: yeah. Yeah, but having said that, you know, I mean we've seen before you know you, you take one running back out another one can can slot in having said that to lose connor for the whole season you you know we don't you don't want that so
1: yeah you know, to, he's to give to give dave some props i think where he's right is that james connor is when we've seen him healthy and if he could play a full season at that level he adds a different dimension to this offence that the rest of the running back core doesn't have when you look back to
3: those games where connor was out it's there's a noticeable difference between, you know, the likes, you know, what was it, Snell and Samuels sort of doing his whatever the hell he was doing, um and the rest of that core. It sort of didn't really gel. It didn't it didn't work in the same way. As soon as Connor comes back, that's it, that it, it starts again. And those that affecting us the running game starts again. So the the difference is James Connor to this to this running back group. Um Obviously with an extra years worth of experience or likes of Snell you'll hope start pushing on and and what have you. But yeah, I think Connor is is that sort of is that piece that is, you know makes or breaks that running back group.
1: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. That's why I don't hate James Connor here. I, I, I like I say I put him sixth, I think Gav put him sixth, but kind of for different reasons to me. Um but I, I don't hate him as a consensus, you know, high pick in terms of importance to the team mm. um, so, so James Conner comes in at second, third um, Devin Bush comes Isn't in it? at third with 55 points um, now none of us actually put Devin Bush in the top three <laughs> I don't think but <laughs> but, but uh, we all consensus had him relatively high um, I actually had him tenth oh really, I had him fourth yeah. I
2: had uh, ninth, yeah yeah. Oh,
1: so it's me. I've I've
2: skewed the result here.
1: Oh, don't don't worry, Gav, forth. There's a lot
2: of skewing. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, interesting to see who has skewed. I, I I put him that high because I just thought you know second season he's got you know he hasn't got Mark Barron. He's got to step up. He's got you know this is this is where he needs to establish himself as one of the sort of top linebackers worthy of that draft selection. Mm. You know he's got to really step up this year, I think, and especially you've got the Ravens in the division with their kind of you know creative run game. He's going to have to be all over that. That comes. That comes down to him, really. You know, spying the QB, working out. You know, making making sure that there's the right number of people in the box. Everything matches up. So I think it's a massive season for Bush. And I, I think actually that it's quite good that there's not that much focus on him. We're not really hearing about Bush that much. He's yeah. on quiet, and that's good. I think he can be left alone to progress. And hopefully, in a couple of years, you know, he'll be one of the top linebackers in the league. That that that's what I hope.
1: I certainly hope so, yeah. And he showed flashes last year, right? And I think people have kind of slept on him a little bit. And, uh, and like you say, I think that's a good thing. I think it's good for him to go away and work on that and um, hopefully becomes a big name by the end of next season. But um, yeah, I don't hate him being here. You know, I mean, he's very close at the top, so you know, it's not like he's a runaway. It's not like you've skewed the results and he's by far and away the third position on this list. But uh, you're absolutely right. He's a very important player going forward, and especially over the next five years, I think, to the Steelers. Um, mm-hmm. Number four... We've actually got a tied for fourth, but I'll give you the two names. Both with 54 points or so one point behind Devin Bush, we've got uh, Juju and Bud Dupree. Oh,
2: wow.
1: So, I mean, we'll start with Juju. Um, I had Juju fifth. I mean, Juju's a big a, a big one, because Juju had, obviously, a down season last year, a lot of injuries. Um, didn't kind of... I mean, we all agree Juju's a great player, right? But, but the question is still there. Is he going to be the number one receiver that the Steelers need? And I think this is a prove-it season. This is a... Very much a kind of a. Does he get that huge contract going out of this season? Um, and yeah. can he can he carry this team to a, a playoff run, a playoff berth?
3: You know, I I feel a bit less concerned about Gigi at the moment. Okay. It's sort of that depth in that running back in that um, wide receiver room is it's great. DJ Washington, all those guys, and got new additions now. Claypool. I'm not that concerned about it. I, I, I think it's. I think we might have mentioned in. The previous um episode that the running back room is pretty i keep saying running back the wide receiver room is pretty solid, so whether juju has an up down you know up or a down year, i'm not that concerned about you know i think he's Ooh. you know he's a, a one of the, my favorite players on the team i think he's a great player, a great receiver it's just whether he has a good year or a bad year is less of a concern to me now where did you put him dave where did you rank him?
2: I had uh, Juju. where did I have him? Fourteenth. Okay. I had him fifth. I was quite high on him as well. Yeah, I, we both I, did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think I agree with you. You know, they've got kind of the whole, you know the basketball team wide receiver core now. You know, the different guys that do different things, and that's great. But I still think you need that number one threat um, that teams are concerned about. You know, oh, that's the guy. Okay, and then and then they you know the the, the opposing team. You know, works out their defensive strategy around stopping that guy, and then you can exploit that. Whereas if it's kind of a bit murky, who's the clear leader? Who's the who's the boy in the clubhouse? Uh, I'm not sure. I think I think you know I think that's important for Juju as well. You know, he's heading into you know a contract year as well soon. So I, I just think it's it's time for him to really establish himself, and and I think the Steelers need that.
1: Yeah, I just think without Juju being dominant, you're left with a, I mean, you know. We'll get to some of the other guys in this wide receiver room coming up, but hopefully some other guys step up. But even so, you're left with with a room of guys without that real number one, right? So you're hoping that Juju can be that because I mean teams without a number one receiver struggle. I, f- I feel like without that mm-hmm. dominant guy. So
2: I mean the only the only team that I kind of think of that doesn't can operate without a number one is the. Patriots yeah, right? but gonna, that, yeah but the Patriots had, operate they, without all kinds Brady. of yeah <laughs> yeah because they had Brady that could <laughs> yeah. you know carve up and just just exploit uh, the defense's weakness Patriots um, can operate with sure, any five sure. or eight white guys <laughs> yeah a lac- lacrosse team put there uh, throw them out there you know you have some success um, but yeah so I'm not sure Ben operates in that same way I think he likes to have a target that he looks to and then you know especially when the play breaks down and he's going you know backyard Ben I think he likes to have his number one guy that he's looking to get open so I'm not sure Juju's that yet not quite.
1: Okay, and obviously this, the, the person who tied with him, like I said, was Bud Dupree, also came joint fourth. Um, I think this is a case of very much... I mean, I had him seventh, um, but I, I think Bud is important because you need that same issue we had last year where the, the defence was so dominant because you had Watt coming off one side, Dupree coming off the other, both pro-ball level players. Um, I mean, that that's just hugely important, right? And the, the concern is that Bud Dupree falls back a little bit.
3: Yeah, I yeah. We've we've sort of run run the point into the ground a bit with with Dupree. I think he's it's it, it's prove it. It's proved what he's that, that this year. It's not just a flash in the pan. But after last year, you look back at the tape from last year, and he was a machine. Hmm. Not just sacking guys, but in the, you know stopping the run as well. Just sort of really reading everything really really well. And yeah, I, I think this is the year where he. I don't know I'm I'm undecided on whether he sort of goes any further with the Steelers I think it's potentially going to be a, a final year for him I'm starting which to think going to be it's going to be pretty gutting cuz I, I I I really like him but um as we've established but um but no I I, I think he's I, mean, I, he, I was tempted to put him higher up the list but um he he's an integral part of that of that defense really if he if he he's not on form then stopping the run suffers TJ Watt potentially suffers, it's going to affect everything.
1: Uh, and in fairness, none of us put him in the top five, but but he's one of the only people that we were very uh, close on. We all had a consensus that he was kind of in the top eight or nine, I think. So that's why he kind of rose to the top five overall, because the rest of the team was all over the place. <laughs> right,
2: okay. But, yeah, I, I mean, that's one of the ones where I'm kind of thinking... I. I, I don't want to see a regression from him it's not that I want him to play better you know but can can the Steelers survive a regression of Dupree I think they probably could to, to a certain degree I mean yeah. you know it's hard to like what I was reading about what it's hard to have that year on year getting better and better so I think you know the Steelers can afford a little dip in his production and, and ride that out as long as other people step up to
1: kind of you know make up those
2: pressures yeah
1: um Number six on this list, we move to. There's a bit of a drop off here. It goes down to 49 points. It was Terrell Edmonds. Wow. Right.
2: Which so
1: the, the, the player I put third is not is not. Yeah, well, yeah I no, find neither. that surprising. Well, neither is the player that Dave put third. So. Wow. <laughs> um, I, I don't. I think Ed, again, Edmonds is another one where none of us. I don't. Did any of us put him? Th- I mean, Dave, you put him fifth, right? uh, There was a relative consensus, though, here where he was in the top half at least. And I think Terrell Edmonds is an interesting one because last year, you look at it; I mean, he was the weak point on a very strong defense. Not to say that he played badly, but he was the one position where you looked at and said, "You know, that's not an elite position." Now, next year, we might look at other positions, maybe nose tackle, where that might be the case. But um, Edmonds is the one where you really want to see improvement from. I don't think it's necessarily a case of, you know, do we want to see him get is it possible he gets worse it's more a case of if he gets better this defense could be you know crazy good right i mean i think we've yeah. said in
3: the past that you know that he's i think gav might have said that he's um you know these a team in tackles you know he's not yeah. it's not that yeah. he's not performing it's that when you put in Rex to fitzpatrick he is the weak spot out of the two of them it's just it's a big glaring difference between their skill sets um, so maybe it's a bit unfair to say that he's the weak spot. That's true. It but does feel he, that way.
1: He gives up plays, right? I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. He, because of the position he plays, he racks up a lot of tackles. And he, again, he's not by no means is he a bad player. But you got to remember, he's got that first round label yeah. on him. Um, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. If he was a third round
2: or fourth round draft pick, yeah. you'd be you'd quite be over happy. The moon. Yeah. But he's he he's not playing better than that. He's not playing better than just a sort of solid NFL starter. So it kind of I put him at thirteen. I thought. I'd like to see him play better, but it's not crucial because we've seen that the Steelers can survive with his kind of average level of production and at this rate, they're not going to extend him unless he does a Bud Dupree and suddenly you know, comes alive in the final years of his contract. But yeah, I, I, you certainly wouldn't want to see his play drop off. So I guess I guess it is important that he does produce.
1: Yeah. At that, least I, to the level that he did. I kind of agree with you. I, I put him at 11. I think you just don't want to see that drop off. and uh, And if he improves, that would be... Uh, you know, a, a massive bonus. I think if Terrell Evans became a first-round quality player, that would be just the cherry on top of the cake that is the Steelers' defense right now. So um, that's something I'd be rooting for. But I do think it's important that he continues to play at least to the level that he's at because there isn't a lot behind him at safety, right? So um, you are relying on I mean, him quite, relying on him quite a bit. Um, moving on, number seven, we have TJ Watt. who got forty-seven points. Uh, this is an interesting one because, again, like I said, it wasn't the case of just listing the best players in the team. I actually had TJ Watt third, um, just in, just in the sense that TJ Watt is such a quality player that he's he's that blue chip guy on our defense that you know you need him to play at that elite level to make this defense elite and keep those pressures up.
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's why I find surprising because I think, I mean, without putting the the curtain back, I put Watt second and and Minka third because I think those two, if they if they regress, then this defense has, has lost its its character. You know, it's not it's not going to be the force that it was last year. So I, I think it's vital that those two at least play to the same level they were before. For my money.
1: Uh, Dave, w- w- did you did you put what on the list? You didn't. I didn't know.
2: But
3: like I say, that was probably from my misunderstanding of the uh, of, of the aim of of the of the question. So like not having those sort of star players in there. But you know. That's that's my reason for him not being on the list.
1: Okay, I mean, you did put star players on the list, Dave. <laughs> <I'm> not... <laughs> I know, it, it's sort of like it, the, I mean, like the
3: the guys that you expect more from. If if that's, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. You, the ones that you're not, you, you know, it's going to happen. There's no if so, or yeah. There's okay. no und, undecided part to it. It's it's pretty much a guarantee. Okay, to an extent.
1: Okay, fair enough. Um, the next position we had. Um, Number 8 is Joe Hayden. He got 46 points. Now, Joe Hayden I want to quickly talk about because I actually put Joe Hayden second on my list. Um, and again, maybe this is because I came up with the idea for the game, so this is kind of <laughs> what I thought. But but for me, Joe Hayden is the guy, after Ben Roethlisberger, obviously, who I would be most concerned about losing. If Joe Hayden went down, I would be hugely concerned by what's behind him, starting at cornerback. Obviously, you'd have Steven Nelson then and, then, and then whatever else you get behind him. But for me, Joe Hayden is the guy where I need him to have a gr- have a great season and, and be there and, and be playing. Otherwise, we're in big trouble. Now, is that fair? Do you disagree with that? That's why I put him second.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't realize it was going to be you know which players do
1: we not want to lose. Well, no, yeah, no not, not just that. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, not just players you not want to lose, but I, I just mean in the sense that he's super important to the Steelers is what is what I'm getting at.
2: I think you know we we. I, I'd be surprised if he has the same level of, of interception production he did last year. So I'm expecting a little regression from him, and with the advancing years. Um, so I I had him at eight. I want you know he's it is important. Like you say, he is the number one cornerback, and without him, you know they're going to struggle. You know, go back to the kind of defensive back issues they've had before. But I, I think I think there's a little bit of wiggle room there that you know he can he can just go back to just being a solid. Cornerback, rather than being lights out like he was last year.
1: There, Joe,
3: Joe Yeah, year older, yeah, slower. Yeah, the, them dropped interceptions are a concern, but like I say, yeah, I think it's going to be less of a concern. Um, I don't know. Was it was that something that's played in with the Browns as well? I can't really remember. It
1: uh, the dropped interceptions? Yeah. Uh, I don't know.
2: I can't remember. I remember liking him when he was at the Browns. Yeah, I did.
1: Yeah. I don't
3: know whether that's something that's sort of come on since he's sort of come to Pittsburgh. Yeah, it just seems a bit of a nod. Uh,
1: the, the old Ike Not Taylor done. curse. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, joint 8th was the first kind of real surprise, I thought, was um, Steve Winowski, the 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 new... I, f- I believe there's a caveat here for Gav, though, <laughs> yeah. Move to the him. The caveat was was uh, whoever solidifies that
2: fifth line spot.
1: Yeah.
2: So whether it's Wisnowski Wisnowski or however you say his name, or whether it's uh, Chucks or Banner, whoever is that who who kind of becomes that starter on the on the line, the fifth spot that replaces Foster, and whether the, the Filer slides around wherever that that's what I put in that slot. Yeah. So that that fifth lineman.
0: Yeah.
2: It, it, but I think it does look like it's going to be Wisniewski at the yeah, moment. Yeah. That's why. At least. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's why I put. Him, that's why I put him there. I mean, Dave, you put him quite high, right? You put him sixth.
3: Yeah, it's just that I mean we've lost. Um, what's his name? Foster. Yeah. Um. You know, it's sort of that that gap, and how and who's who's going to plug it? Like I say, it's um up in the air at the moment. It's a, it's a concern.
1: Certainly, yeah. yeah. I, I think he probably. I, I'm starting to lean towards the idea that he's going to start there. So, yeah. um. I'm totally happy with him being there. At number 10, we finally get to, <laughs> to uh, Gav's um, number three player, Minka Fitzpatrick, um, who landed on 41 points, quite a, quite a bit far behind with, with Snalski on 46. So um, Minka, Minka's an interesting one, right? Because like, like Dave says, he's kind of looking at this more from the point of view of who do we expect great things from? Mm. Um, we expect great things from Minka Fitzpatrick, but at the same time, how important is his play? Uh, that's probably why I didn't put him quite as high as... as uh, I think that, that kind of yeah. makes
2: a mockery of this list in, in some ways, in you that think? you've got a, a guard above the probably... You but know, again,
1: it's important guard. to the... Pla- Don't get me wrong, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, I, I actually had uh, Fitzpatrick above Wisnowski, right? So, uh, you know, I'm not arguing. I'm quite a bit in, in front of him, actually. But what I'm saying is that Minka's a, a fantastic player. I had him eighth overall, but... Um, you know, look at the positions he play If we have no, if we have no left guard, then that's that's going to be a major issue if that if that breaks down.
2: But who's behind Minko in in centre field? Yeah, hmm. I, don't, I actually don't know who is that. Can do we know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it Marcus Allen? I mean, it, you know, who is it? <laughs> I actually don't know that. Um, yeah, no, I I, I know. I, I get what you're saying. I wouldn't say it makes a mockery of the list, Gav. I mean, that, I can't believe you'd say that. That's blasphemy. <laughs> okay, it might make a mockery of the list <laughs> in some people's eyes. <laughs> in your eyes? Okay. Hey, listen, you're the one who played part of this list, Gav. I know. No, no, I'm, I'm on board with the list. I'm good with the list. Hey, it's just listen, um, blame I, Dave. Dave didn't put Fitzpatrick in his top 25. I'm not blaming Dave.
2: I'm the <laughs> pointing figures. I'm not doing anything like that. I'm just, I'm just, it, it's an aggregate score. Uh, well, maybe we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see where we are at the end. But I think that's the first eyebrow raiser
1: for me. Wisniewski ahead of Fitzpatrick. Seems mad. Um, At 11, we go to Deontay Johnson with 38 points. Um, Yeah, I put DJ... um, I didn't put him that high, but I put him relatively high. I think DJ is um, an important one because I think he's the guy who is... I mean, I said this about James Washington last year, and and I suppose I was wrong, but DJ is the guy who's primed for that breakout season. And if he can have that, then that's going to be a huge upside for the Steelers in terms of offensive production.
2: Yeah. We're all excited for them, for DJ, I think. I think. I think we all we all saw what was going on there, right? And we're just waiting for him to break out and the rest yeah. of the league to see it and for us all to win our fantasy leagues because we've got DJ on.
1: <laughs> I'm just so worried, man, because I, la- I said the exact same thing about hey, uh, about Washington last year and it didn't happen.
2: <laughs> I know, they're different players, only. aren't they? J- Johnson's that kind of space guy. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Um, in joint eleventh, uh, with Deontay Johnson is Marquise Pouncey, who is Dave's third player. Um, so we've got we've got to the top three of everyone now. By the time we've got to, <laughs> to twelve, um, Dave, what led you to put Pouncey in the top three? It's that
3: link between like between the quarterback and center because like last I mean I know we had Ben for what a game and a half. Um, So that link between centre and quarterback just wasn't there. And there was a lot of dodgy snaps going on. It was just a real down year for Pouncy, And I think it needs to be a bounce back because, I don't know, I've lost some confidence in him. I don't know if you guys have as well, but I'm I'm on shaky ground with Pouncy at the moment.
2: I think I'm getting where you're coming from with this list, Dave. You are coming from an improvement aspect, aren't you? Yeah, I think I've... I've, That's why... and that's why you damage. don't want you don't want Fitzpatrick to improve. That's why he's down on the list because you're happy with his performance last year. I I, I get that's that. Right.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's where that's where I
2: come from with this,
3: which is why I've screwed up size list for him.
1: Hey, listen, <laughs> listen. This is about who's important to Dave, and we're all special snowflakes who have our own thoughts on this, right? <laughs> and and if Marquis Pouncey is this important to Dave, then I'm happy to hear it. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with you. I think Pouncey's been
2: pretty average actually last i think we talked about it before didn't we with rich it's been kind of yeah non-special overhyped name value
1: yeah um i'd just like to say a quick teaser Um the the player that me well me and dave put different players at fourth but both of our players um are yet to be mentioned uh, as we go down to 13th place which is Stephen nelson um 31 points overall again kind of similar reasons to joe hayden really i just don't have a great deal of belief in our depth at cornerback there's a little bit there but um realistically for this to be a super bowl team i would like joe hayden and nelson on the field at the same time
2: yeah i mean he played great you know one of the best free agents signings for a while that i can think of i just hope that plays to that same level
1: uh, 14th uh, Eric Ebron second new signer on this list 29 points uh, you know Ebron I, I put Ebron pretty high on my list I put him 13th I think it's because I kind of view Ebron as potentially that difference maker that we didn't have last season that guy who can play in the red zone and, and be a, a, a you know we, we spoke a lot about Ebron right when we signed him but that guy who can make a difference that we just clearly didn't have last year
2: yeah I mean uh, it's sort of all, uh, him and Claypool bring yep. Bring a bit of height and a bit of you know boxing out defenders. Hopefully that the Steelers have not had for a little while.
1: Now, Ebron's shown up before um, Vance McDonald on this list. Is, is that fair? Is that is that does that suggest that Ebron's on? I, I didn't put Vance under this. I, I didn't either. Yeah,
2: I I, I I wanted to go with one tight end. I didn't want to put two tight ends. And I thought, you know, Vance can just do Vance things. Come in truck for a few games, get injured, go out. But I think if Ebron came in and, you know, as a big yeah. con- contributor, that would be a real a real change to this offense, you know, a, a receiving threat tight end. Yeah. Slightly, di- you know, different to Vance. Because Vance is, you know, we like Vance. He's almost in that kind of um, Heath Miller role, you know, just kind of getting the ball and watching bust a few heads. And, and it's entertaining to watch. But is it that effective a weapon? I'm not sure. We've seen him disappear for long stretches of games. Whereas, whereas Ebron could really come in and be a threat that teams have to scheme against, like, like what we were talking about for Juju. You know, he can come in and be that red zone weapon. So, you know, I think it would be a, a big, a big uptick if if he comes in and is is fit and healthy and and, and performs.
3: Oof. It goes without saying that I put Vance on my list because of course <laughs> I was trying to be <laughs> trying to be different. But yeah, he had he had a pretty big down year. But whether that was Scheme whether that was the way games were going that he wasn't able to be included in uh, as a as a receiving tight end and just like I said doing Vance things just being a, a well he's too too tall to be a bowling ball but he's um that kind of dude is not he but um but yeah that's why he made a part of my list I, and again because of my misunderstanding of the of the question as a whole as in terms of improvement for me I, I, I want to see big things from Vance this year.
1: Okay, quick update here, guys. So it looks like um, we, we've tracked down Rich. He's alive, which is good. Um, he might be a little bit hungover, a little bit worse for wear. We don't know what kind of dubious activities he was up to last night. He said uh, he uh, he's not physically up to recording right now. That's so, concerning.
2: Yeah, uh, <laughs> but he had company. We don't know if that's company of the, uh, you know... The lover kind, or
0: oh of
2: the, uh, the the friend kind, but either way, I think it seems like uh, beverages were consumed, and perhaps <laughs> given the time difference, um, perhaps he says he doesn't want to be known as forevermore as the hungover guy. So, so we have
1: to respect that. You know, we so, might but, all
2: need to pull, need all need to pull that card
1: at some point. Believe it or not, Rich doesn't want to you know spend the next hour talking about his thoughts on Eric Ebron. <laughs> yeah, Which is a shame because I'd be interested to hear his
2: take, <laughs> even if he was hungover, a little bit red-eyed, but um. Okay, cool. So we'll, we'll we'll catch up with
1: Rich next week. Um, okay, so so moving on on our list. So we just talked about uh, Eric Ebron in fourteenth. At fifteenth, we'll we'll crack through these a little bit quicker. At fifteenth, we had Vincenzo Williams um, with twenty eight points. Um, again,
2: again, who's who else is the linebackers behind? Yeah, well, maybe this is a little peek in, into the end of my list. But yeah, who? Uh who else is there I mean we lost Baron it doesn't seem like anyone's joining the club so they're obviously happy with what they are for the moment
3: it can only be having um, what's his name my favourite safety junior
0: Andrew Andrew Brooks yeah
3: Yeah. Um, sort of using him as a sort of a hybrid linebacker safety kind of dude
2: yeah no position defence
1: yeah (laughs) Um, In 16th, we had uh, David DeCastro on 25 points, which uh, Dave uh, (laughs) shortened to DDC, which was an abbreviation I'd never heard before, and I spent about eight minutes trying to figure out who DDC (laughs) (laughs) was. you never heard DDC? No, I've never heard anyone shout that to DDC, so I, was, I was sat there to Chloe, I was like, who's DDC? Have I ever talked about DDC? Anyway,
2: um... Nice. That reminds me of one of the noise cancellations you used to get on audio cassettes, but I think that's going to go so far over your head you've got no idea what I'm talking about. We got a deep cut from a sound guy there. I know,
1: yeah. Take it go. have you not derailed this podcast enough? <laughs> no <laughs> i tried to rewrite it Sorry um, Yeah David DeCastro I mean David is a stalwart Right I mean You expect nothing less of him But the guy's a, a You know A beast He's one of the best offensive linemen In the league And, and He's was important he to the top, team
2: apart, apart from Wisniewski uh, Was he your top lineman? No He was Dave, David Pouncey He was my top yeah. Apart from Wisniewski He was my top um, guy and i, I what you say?
1: I was going to say, I actually had him pretty low down and not, you know, again, it was a mix of the fact that, because I kind of fall somewhere between the two of you in terms of how you approach this. Um, David DiCastro plays a position that, you know, it's not one of the tackles, but he's also one of the best in the league, so I'm not super concerned about him. Um, It would be a great loss to lose him, but, you know, at the same time, he wasn't someone on the top of my mind when I'm thinking about this, who's going to, you know, who's it the most important to get great play out of, so... Um, I actually had just, a few offensive linemen ahead of him.
2: I've just realised I'm talking absolute nonsense. He's my fourth lineman. Uh, I <laughs> and with above him. I, I think I, I think I'd put him higher and then moved him down when I shouldn't have done because the reasons I, I was just about to go into are good. I think, which is, it, it, he sets the tone for this this line. He is the you know the consistent one. He 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 is the the force in the run game. He's the kind of leader on that line. So he he needs to be there. He needs to step up and play. Hmm. But it ends up I ended up putting big album filer ahead of him for some reason. I changed my mind.
1: Now Dave, you propelled him up to sixteenth with a pretty high rating, um and you're the guy who's also saying that you're not putting stars high because you're looking at guys who are gonna make the difference, so um defend your point. That's true. It's maybe, maybe that's an outlier for my for my <laughs> list. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um Okay, fine. Uh, this is where it starts to get interesting, right? Because um, we move to special teams. At 17th, we've got Chris Boswell with 23 points. Um, this is a weird one, right? Because you remember the season that, that Boswell had that was awful. I mean, he was the reason that we didn't make the playoffs, so I suppose you can argue that um, he should be this high on the list. Um, I didn't have him quite this high, but... Uh, I think that's
2: me. That I, I had him at 7, which is quite high. But, you know, it's, it's me that skewed the results here. But, yeah, I, I, you know, I had that that bad kicking season in mind. And it's one of those things, isn't it? You you know, you don't want your team to come down to your field goal kicker, but ultimately, you know, they need to, they need to perform quite often, you know, it's down to the team. How many times have we seen, you know, Aaron Rodgers get the, get the team, drive the team down with, you know, seconds left on the clock and then the, the kick go wide and him standing there with his, you know, butt kissed face, you know, yeah, you hate that because that the whole, the whole team's failed because of the efforts of one poor dude. And and no one likes to see that pressure. So you know, you want you want your kicker just to be one of your top performers on the team, I think. Yeah.
1: No, it's a hundred percent true and, and it it's an it's the same as punting, right? It's an overlooked position that you, you don't worry about until it's you know, it's fucked and you got Josh Scobie kicking. Um moving to eight uh, well, joint seventeenth with Stefan Tuitt on twenty three. Um kind of another example of a guy you just expect great things from, but also had some injury issues. Um that, that defensive line, we all agree, is, is super important, but um, falls a little bit uh, to an equal position as Boswell.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, we saw last year that the, the, the play didn't drop off mm. drastically without him. I mean, it was great when he was yeah. in there. It was fantastic. And, you know, we hope we get that with that early season form all year from him this year. But, you know, they can survive
1: without him. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Next position, well, one of my highest offensive line was uh, Big Al Villanueva. Um, Al is a weird one, right? Because he's, you mentioned him on the all-average team that PFF made the other day. Um, He is, I mean, left tackle is a super important position. We can't overlook that. And and Al has been a stalwart here for a number of years and, and you've kind of been able to rely on him. But he's also started to drop off, it feels like, a little bit. He's given up a few plays and... You just hope that doesn't start to become a real issue that costs the team. I mean, you've got to remember his background, right? Yeah.
2: Where where he came from. He, he was a defensive end on the Eagles. Yeah, right? and yeah. the, the Steelers, I mean, Mike Malarkey, man. You, you've got to give him... Oh, sorry, Munchak. Munchak, I always get us too confused. Mike Munchak. You've got to give him credit for what he did in, in grooming this guy to being, you know, a starting caliber. We, we're talking about him not being a star. You know, he was... It was a total project, and to be groomed into this kind of starting calibre left tackle in the NFL, that's a massive success. So, Absolutely. you know, I, I'm totally behind the guy.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, that's I am. I am as well, but just looking at it purely from a perspective of next season, if you've got a left tackle, it's going to cause any problems. It's going to be a major issue, right, which I think is why at least I put him relatively high. Yeah,
2: I mean, who? Who? Uh, we're not even sure
1: who the right tackle is. I mean, <laughs> if Big L goes down, who's who who's flipping over to the left side? That all line could become a major issue if there's any problems with Alvin Oiva, so that's why he's as high as me. Um, moving on to, to 20, I, I'm going to start to speak to these a little bit because now this we've moved on to the first player, or the first two players that were um, only chosen by one person. So, at joint 20th, me and Dave both put two players at fourth overall that Gav didn't choose, and the other one didn't choose. And um, Uh, The first one, I I put fourth overall, Mason Rudolph, which everyone decided not to put. Now, to be fair, Gav, you mentioned that you just chose whatever quarterback plays for us (laughs) (laughs) at number one. Um, I put Ben first and and Mason fourth because I have little belief that Ben's necessarily going to play the entire season. And therefore, I, just,
2: I, I was. My thinking was my 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 whoever plays QB included whoever they bring in, yeah. be it Cam Newton, be it yeah, whoever, whoever is out there, you know, be it Alex Smith, whoever.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because that, that makes because sense. Because I think
2: if Ben if Ben goes down, I, I, as much as I like, uh, I, you know, we've done podcasts, whole shows about this. As much as I like Rudolph as a as a, a growth prospect, I don't think he's a starting QB right now.
1: No. But I think ultimately his play is gonna be super important to the season if he has to step in and play, and that's why I put him so high. Um Dave, you put um Chuck Sakorafor at number four. Um explain.
3: <laughs> Just that, that he... um it's like we were saying before, like who's gonna complete that O line. And I really like Chuck, so I think he's got you know he's got the potential to really push on and take and take on that, that tackle role. Um, right. So yeah, that, that's the reason I put him up so high. I, I want to see, particularly in the pre-season, I really want to see that improvement from him. I want to see that really push into to make the team make the sort of, sort of starting role now. Um, so that's why I put him so high. Really, that's why I just see that improvement from him.
1: Okay, perfect. So potential to take over that all line position. Yeah. Um, twenty second with twenty points, we had Cam Hayward, um, who I think he's kind of the last of the all-star players why he fell this low I I, I don't really know
2: yeah that's weird that it's above him
1: yeah
2: I I put I put Hayward and it 14 and 15 I think they're I put them one
1: yeah I put them one
2: place away as well Um, Dave did did you not include Hayward is that why yes I didn't improve I didn't um, put him on the list the old uh, you just you're just expecting him to perform this year so, you're not worried? Yeah, yeah, I'm not worried about
1: him. Okay, fair enough. Um, 23, we've got Vance McDonald, who we kind of spoke about already. Um, 24, we've got Matt Filer, um, who, we're talking about offensive linemen, Gav, you mentioned earlier, um, I think is going to be important as he steps up to the plate this year.
2: Yeah, I, I, I kind of expect him really to be playing right tackle for the first half of the yeah. season and then
1: and then we see what happens from
2: there
1: um as we move to 25 we got another player i didn't include on my top 25 so and also we should point out this is now the top 25 so this is the 25th position um anyone after this was not in the overall top 25 uh, 25th with 15 points was james washington um falls so, sort of way further below than dj so that kind of speaks to how we kind of feel after last season but I mean, I didn't even include him on list because, frankly, I think that, you know, whoever wins that, he's going to be the third receiver and I, I think that, you know, we'll see who wins that battle between him and Claypool and, and whatever, but um, I don't view him as being particularly important to the Steelers' run this year unless he really breaks out, but...
2: Yeah, my thinking here, I put him at 2021 20, and I was just thinking that your wide receiver core as a whole is so important to the success of your team. I think, you know, we did we talked about it before, you know, that's. Thirty percent, all your receivers, thirty percent of your, you know, being able to win some games. So he 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 is an integral part, you know. If even wide receiver three slash four important players on your team. So, you know, you, you don't want him to be. You know, we saw it with um, Oh, the name's gone Moncrief. Yeah. You know, dropping all those or dropping all those passes and the effect mm. it had on the overall offense. You know, you need you need every every player, no matter how how. You know, small their part in the offense to be. You need them to be successful, so that's why I included him. Yep,
1: yeah. fair enough. Um, now we we now move on to like the Dave segment um, of the list, <laughs> where we now have let's count this one, two, three, four, five players in a row who nobody selected apart from Dave. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> um with fourteen points, I'm just going to listen. We we're going from twenty six to twenty nine. We have, um, Zach Banner, Dion Kane. Dave, Dion Kane, <laughs> Dion Kane, who that, unbelievably that, that
3: was that
1: one for me was a sort
2: of um, twelfth personal indulgence. Twelfth, gov. 12, uh, 12. <laughs> My word. I, I, I don't get me wrong. I'm really hoping he makes this roster. You know, I want him to be. You know, he, he again, he's another guy that does something that the the rest of the team doesn't do. He's replaced, you know, DHB as that downfield threat, and he's got that kind of box out ability. He he could be. I, he could be a really sneaky good player for the Steelers. And and I'm on board. I I'm kind of hoping that he kind of steps up and has a big hit. I'm not sure he's vital to the team's success, though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Certainly not the
2: 12 highest. This
3: was but, the one uh, that I, I respect. my...
2: Your faces come come
3: mid. season
1: <laughs> this, okay. this gave me the laugh of today because as me and my you know me and my girlfriend Chloe we, we were tabulating the totals. I was looking at Dave's list. Saw Dean Kane at 12, and I just went, "This guy might not make the team. He's <laughs> he's put him above like um, you know." Joe Hayden. Anyway, um, so, so that's why we love you, Dave. Don't it. Don't it. Don't, Provide that alternate viewpoint. So yeah, so we got Zach Banner at fourteen, Dion Kane at thirteen, Benny Snell with nine points. Uh, Benny Snell, yeah, big time Benny Snell. Uh, and then Jalen Samuel's one position below at eight points. Uh, and it's the whoever plays running back, yeah,
2: so. or running back room. Okay, sorry. Go on.
1: Uh, and then last one, Isaiah Bugs with seven points.
2: No, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a, I, I'm on board with that because yeah, I I nearly put him in. Because
0: that's the
3: Banner. Yeah. Going back to Banner, I feel like Banner could take a shit in fucking like, in someone's coffee mug in the Steelers' camp and and still be loved by everybody. He's sort of a, I don't know. I think he's he's sort of a established role now. I, I don't think he's he's ever going to be, you know. I, I think he's. Um, he can only really go up now. I think it's a... Uh, I don't know. He's 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 pretty much there, isn't
1: he? I hope so. I mean, I'm not convinced he's going to win that job, which is the problem. I think he's still going to be that backup and an and extra kind of heavy set lineman, but um, mm. that's why he wasn't on my list. But yeah, I, I don't have a major issue with him being on the list. Maybe I have an issue with where you put him on the list. I think yeah. every Tito fan
2: wants to see that one three yard completion and then a yeah. 15 yard rumble downfield with a stiff arm yeah. and touchdown from him I think we'll all be disappointed if we don't get that but you know it, it, he's a little bit of um it's a little bit of a wrinkle in the offense really rather than unless, unless he unless he wins that right tackle spot which he, he could do I mean he's in, he's in the running for it um
1: 31 we've got Tyson Alualu. Which uh, me and you both put on the list, Gav, uh, quite low down. But, but I think kind of because we expect him to to compete for that that nose tackle spot.
2: Definitely, I think he's he's got a big season. Really, I, I know it's coming to the end, but I think he's, you know, I think we're talking about Bugs and and Davis or uh, or Mondo. You know, the guys we like that could 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 progress. But I think they're not quite ready. It's a bit early. And Ali, Ali is going to be that guy that's going to stay on play play the nose in the three four and and spell the other two. And he's done it well. He's been, you know, don't forget, he was a first round draft selection by the Jaguars, so you know he's he's got pedigree, and um, he, he's been good. He's been a good player. I think you know he he's going to be a player that we in in five years time you struggling to remember his name because he's have for, forgotten about him.
1: But he he's been solid servant for the Steelers. Yeah, I think he deserves deserves some credit. Um, the next player on the list is going to cause some controversy. Um, with four points, um, and and he was chosen on two of the R three lists, uh, Jordan Berry. No, well, we
2: had to, didn't we?
1: Punt over the Steelers, thirty-second <laughs> on this list, and uh, believe it or not, he was chosen by Dave and Gav.
2: <laughs> I thought you were but... going to say you there, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that because you just have no belief that he's going to have a good season at all?
1: Well, part, do you know, it was it was twenty-five percent of it was that I think he might get beaten out in camp, or at least that's a vain hope of mine. Um. <laughs> I have absolutely no expectation to be honest it was just a case if I made the list and looking at the list I didn't necessarily want to take anyone else out over him, he probably would have been 30, uh, sorry, 26th on my list um, But and the next guy in the list I'll talk about in a second I put put um, just above him but I just don't think that I think punting is a hugely important position that's massively overlooked as I've talked about but I don't have a great deal of belief in John Berry and, and I don't expect him to um, have a massive uptick in play. You could argue I should have put him on the list. Maybe I should have put him 25th just for the, you know. Yeah,
2: I mean, that, that, that basically... The, the the first name I, I put down was Big Ben and then I changed it to whoever plays QB. The second the name, name I put in at 25 was Berry. <laughs> Do
1: you know I, I, It's funny because I actually thought about doing the exact same thing. <laughs> then I kind of scrubbed him off, but... Um, Listen, it's an important point Like John Berry 32nd, he's got 4 points here Get a better punter, please Um, Right, 33rd on the list Uh, I was the only person who chose him Uh, He got 3 points uh, on my list, Uh, Derek Watt Um, Now I put him on the list because like it or not, when we lost Roosevelt Knicks last year, that was a major issue for us, and if Derek Watt can step up and be a great fullback for us, I think he's worthy of a few points on this list
2: it's a good shout. I hadn't, I hadn't actually considered him, and, and now you've said it. It's a good shout. Yeah. You know, the, 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 we've seen teams have, you know, the Forty ers and a few others had success recently with a kind of re-emerging fullback power run game. So yeah, I can see it. Yeah.
1: Um, thirty-fourth with, with two points. Um, is uh, see is Gilbert the third. Um, who chose him?
2: That was me. I'm at 24, and I had the caveat of backup inside linebacker and special teams play. So he gets he gets the double nod, because we've lost you know he lost Dirty Red. You need you need some you know some special teams captain. So from that from that perspective he, he you know you need you need some players to step up on special teams. So he he's for there. And then like I said before, he lost Barron. There's not much behind Bush. You know Williams is Williams, and you know as my he's probably my favorite player on the Steelers, but. You, know, you, need, you need some you need someone else to be able to play and come in and, and you know be athletic and cover and, and do some things on on the, on defense hopefully so I'm, I'm hoping that he's the guy
1: okay nice uh, and by pick 34 I'd just like to say that's Gav out now so Gav's the first person out that's all 25 of his players mentioned uh, by pick 34. Um, it's just me and Dave left with players now, so um, at thirty Gav win or... I, I guess so, yeah. was uh, won There's no winners or losers here. It's just <laughs> it's, a, it's a collaborative effort. Um, at thirty-five, um, oh, this is the one name man, this is the name. Dave picked at twenty fourth um, o- Ola Adeni, eh? Adenai. <laughs> Dave's
2: got it. Uh, <laughs> Dave,
1: why'd
2: you what put Ola on name? this list? Ola I wasn't gonna do it.
3: <laughs> it was sort of Adonai and Skipper were both on the sort of interchangeable for me. It's that who's going to step up to that next? Ooh. Like assuming that Bud's going to be out next season, who's going to push on to be that that next guy coming up after? And yeah, it's
2: like a, a three-headed race, right, with the two Toledo guys and, and Highsmith.
3: Yeah, um, I don't, I don't really know who who's in the lead at the moment um out of the two of them I do Skipper I mean Skipper was a bit of a fan favorite wasn't he for a while when he mm. went off to uh, New York for a bit and then made that sort of big return didn't he he made a big deal about coming back saying that what was it, what was it the, the, the man has returned or something like that on Twitter but yeah. um but no it's it's um it's gonna be an interesting race to see who's who's gonna be the next
2: guy up Fascinating and it feels like there's there's some prospects there, and it feels like one of them you know the cream will rise to the top. I mean, my, all of my chips are in on on Ola, and I, I I was convinced he was the next coming to James Harrison, but we haven't seen it yet and and you've got to ask why why has he not been getting the snaps? and it's something I was hoping to see in the extended preseason, and we're going to be robbed of it mm-hmm. and I, don't, I don't know if you saw the little I got some Twitter heat for sort of defending the fact defending the preseason. People kind of laughing at me for saying, you know, I'm one of three people that enjoy watching all the preseason <laughs> games. Um, but you know, I, I do. I, I feel like we're being robbed slightly of, of seeing, and more importantly, the players are being robbed of their opportunity. But it seems like most most fans don't care about the preseason, and they're glad to see it go. Are you one of the three fans that stays up to watch preseason games? That's the problem.
3: No, no I definitely don't stay up to watch it. I'll yeah, watch because, it at, at my own leisure on Game Pass the next yeah. day. Absolutely, I mean, I, I can't remember a time I've ever stayed up past midnight to watch a, a preseason game. You know, so I, I, I can't do
1: it. I do do it for the uh, for the first week because I just so uh, at that point I'm so desperate for any football, <laughs> and then I immediately regret it. Like after the first quarter, I'm just like, I don't care about this. <laughs> um, I, I
2: don't get sorry. It's that's like a- the fifty fifth time in this show. I don't get people always say, "Oh,
1: it's, it's so terrible the football game." I don't. See, I, it's not terrible. It's still football. Right? it's just the result angle, right? I, listen, don't, don't be wrong. From watching it from a, um, you know, player a, a, yeah, player yeah. evaluation standpoint is different. But but watching the game live, you just don't care what happens. That's the problem. So, the game aspect of it is lost. But it's just—I
2: mean, it's the same for me as watching college football. I don't care who wins. Yeah, you know, I, I don't give a monkey. Yeah, but they care that, who the wins, the
3: though. They care. That's the, the
1: difference, though. No, they they care, care who wins.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's—it's it's of no consequence, and you—you f- you spend the whole time hope just sitting there with your fingers crossed, going, "Hope no one gets injured. No one get injured." It just, yeah, it just feels like a bit of a waste of time at times. But yeah, from a, from an evaluation standpoint, player evaluation standpoint, it's
1: it's highly valuable, but. I'm not staying up to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on, last last couple here. Um, th- we've already mentioned Tuzar Skipper, who I got one point from Dave, who was 25th on his list. We kind of spoke about the two of them. Uh, a- a- anything you want to add about Skipper?
3: Nah, nothing that's no. not already been said, really.
1: Uh, and then the last one, 37th, uh, was only picked by me at 25th. Uh, any guesses who that is? oh <sighs>
2: Mm. You didn't go Claypool, did you? I
1: went Claypool. <laughs> <laughs> just your own, own uh, ego, just so you no, can say well, well, you pick... <laughs> No, I tell you why I chose Claypool because I think I'm not right. The way I was kind of looking at this was, you know, who if they break, if they have a great season, could you know make a major difference. to the Steelers. I didn't choose James Washington on this list, for example, right? Because I feel like I've seen just enough of James Washington to not be super jazzed or excited about what he might bring to the Steelers next season. I'm excited by what Chase Claypool might bring. And if he breaks out and you know has the last 10 games of the season uh, as the number three, or dare I say it, number two receiver because he's got that size and stature and and, and play to him, then hell yeah, Chase Claypool should be on this list. And uh, and that's why I kind of included him on the back end. I mean, I'm not going to argue he should be high up on this list, but, you know... uh, Chase Claypool could make a difference this season. We don't know, right? He's the first pick of the draft for, for the Steelers this season. He's a total unknown, realistically. But from, from what I've watched of him, and, and you go back and listen to our, our, you know, draft report, the guy is impressive. And and if he you know plays up to what we think of him, then he could make a, a, a big difference on this team. The way Juju did in his rookie year. So that's why I plopped him down on twenty five over John Berry. Which uh, is right, to me, it's more that you put him over a UG three. Right. That, yeah.
2: That I would question because I think Claypool could, could not play a single snap on defense yeah, or special teams, and it's not a problem. Yeah, yeah but I think Claypool UG3.
1: will play more snaps than UG3 this year. That's why I chose him over him. Oh, wow, let's track that. There we go. That's uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Absolutely, let's track that. Yeah, I mean, okay, right. Let's If there's two injuries to that particular position, then UG3 is going to play some snaps, right? But um, Claypool's going to play more snaps than UG3 this season. I'm, I don't doubt it. Okay, we've got our first what, including special teams. Uh, I'm going to come back to you on that next week <laughs> I've not
2: I've not necessarily thought about uh, no no just I think no, the, the whole point of UG3 is you know he's, he's going to be one of the special teams captains I think <laughs> and then be the backup role. right so I'm not including he's, special he's more teams important to, you know don't, you're talking about punting all the time you're forgetting the of the special teams unit
1: don't you talk to me about about kick you know get out of here girl <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, hoisted by your own batard. Ah, damn. It's the same. <laughs> Claypool, prove me right, please. Ten, <laughs> over under 10 touchdown receptions this year for Joyce Claypool. We need, we, need, we need a bet to put on the line. Oh, dear. What do we do? No, I'm moving on from this quickly. Um, <laughs> last thing I wanted to mention before we sort of wrap this up. Um, the only person I wanted to mention who got no votes who I wanted to bring this up and say, interesting, uh, Mike Hilton. Who who signed his uh his tender? He did sign his uh, tender today. Uh, no votes. Interesting or not? It's hard to say,
2: isn't it? I mean, it feels like Cam Sutton could come in and replace him well, a little bit. No. A little bit. I mean, I I really like Hilton, and you know, he's been has been a, a great find. You know, the blitzing he does and the, the stuff, and maybe he's maybe he's the centre field replacement for Minka Fitzpatrick. Well, Maybe he steps up and, and becomes a safety,
1: and then we were talking about how valuable he is next year. Who knows? Uh, let's, let's keep him at nickel. But I, I, I just thought that it was interesting because he, he was technically, you know, technically, quote unquote, the only starter that was not included on this list. So
2: uh, It is interesting. I mean, we were talking, I mean, you, you, you know, we were talking about, yeah, I think you mentioned that uh, Minko was talking about wanting a slightly different role where he's got yeah. more freedom. You know, if, if he's starting to roll down and he's wanting to play more in the box. Edmonds isn't going to be playing back in centre field. It's going to be someone like Hilton that you know starts at the line and rolls back to play centre field oh, if, that, the, if that's what they want to do. No, that the kind of level of
1: disguise. They'll shove John Dangerfield back there and we'll give up, god knows how many long cut. touchdowns. Yeah, he,
2: he, he, he's just a you know an angry helmet basically. That's what that's what he's <laughs> I, I love him for it. You know, I, I love him for that role. He he's not the centre fielder that. The, um, that um <laughs> and
1: perhaps it might Hilton could be. You know, he's got the football IQ. Yeah, he does. Yeah, that 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 is podcast gold. That gift. an angry helmet that's going to be lost to, to, to the ether. But when um, you say helmet. I just mean
2: it's you know, My my vision of Jordan Dangerfield is you know a, an aggressive helmet flying into someone <laughs> and making a, a, a you know a, a crowd pleasing stop. Not, in the kind of blue thing that you're talking about. You know, that would be a, a purple helmet. That's different. <laughs> that
1: I was not talking about that. I didn't even know we were talking about that until you just said it. So if that's what Dave was, referencing... oh, where Dave's I, going? I thought he was being derogatory. I thought it was like a derogatory no, thing. No, yeah. no,
2: no. We're not talking here.
1: <laughs> oh dear. Right. Moving on quick. Well, thank you for that. Um. So that was fun. <laughs> I think. I think if anything, it gave us an opportunity to talk about. Um, all the guys who are relatively important to the team right this season, all all thirty eight, I suppose. After we talk about Mike Hill and guys who were uh, interesting to, to have a brief discussion about. So if nothing else, it, it served that purpose.
2: I do think we should uh, when when Richard's recovered from his as uh, his beer and and wine stupor, we should we should include his results. And and not, you know we're not going to go into this detail next week, but we should just see where the, where who the big movers are. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a fair point. Okay, well, we'll discuss that next week. Um, Dave, I don't know if you've got anything planned. I mean, we've run pretty long, but have you got, have you got anything to talk about kebab corner-wise? Or
3: I mean, if, if we've got time. It's only, it's only a little thing now. We've always yeah. got time yeah. for you, time Dave. Time in these um, very sad and, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of aggression out there in, in the world. And it's, it's um, and, 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 you know, everyone's feeling pretty depressed. There's a lot of viral videos and and uh, news reports going around of all sorts of very sad and angering things going on in the world. And one particularly angering video that went viral caught my attention, um, and I don't know if you guys have also seen it. And it it really, you know, it it really angered me, and I've, I can't, I can't sleep thinking about it. But it was a it was a woman in one of the one of the southern states I'm not quite sure where um, and she was sort of boasting about her ability to make a cup of tea oh, uh, it's,
0: it's
3: yeah, awful a, a British cup of tea that's, that's, I've
2: a, seen bit. her before sorry I've seen her do things before that's satire it she, she it's doesn't mean it does it's got to be
3: I hope it is because she put it in a fucking microwave <laughs> <laughs> I'm I mean,
2: pretty I'm sure that's a joke thing
3: it's got to be. I, I'm, I'm hoping that Americans haven't seen this and thinking, oh, so I make a cup of tea. Because, you know, <laughs> if you, that shit doesn't fly over here, if you do <laughs> that over here, you're going to get shanked up. How'd you make shanked a cup
2: shanked up. Of tea? Oh <laughs> what's, what's your, what? what's your uh, what's the perfect, how do you make your tea, Dave? Well, this is just it. I,
3: as, as a, a tradesman who goes to people's houses, I'm often offered a cup of tea, and I generally refuse a cup of tea because I've had such awful brews given to me. That I just chuck them away when they're not looking because it's it's just dishwater or it's a cup of hot milk, like they've just sort of shown at the tea bag, you know, I, I'm sort of stereotypically in that way that I want it, I want the tea to be able to strong enough to support its own weight, you know, I, I want it, I want the spoon stand standing up in that cup of tea, so I tend to ask for coffee, um, which isn't necessarily that you know too much caffeine and that good is it really? So um
2: us get a coffee.
3: Well, yeah, and you get given shit coffee, and I'm a bit of a coffee snob. So I, I just, I tend not to, if someone offers a cup of tea, you know, a, a hot drink, I, tend, I generally refuse now, because I've had bad tea, I've had bad coffee given to me, because I'm sure, pretty sure people sort of keep that pot, that little pot of Maxwell House coffee from the 1980s just for the tradesmen.
0: Ooh. They
3: just pull it off the shelf and blow the dust off it and go, yeah, hey, give that, in. I don't, you don't care, give You're it in. a shit. Yeah, so... Um, uh,
2: bad. Bad coffee's not as bad as a bad tea, is it? That's true.
3: No, no. But it's this just this this video has really brought back bad memories
2: and it's um yeah, it's upsetting now. Can you educate our you know, our American friends that may be listening to this podcast at this point, they've made it through all the rest of our gump. Can you advise them how to make the uh, the per the perfect cup of British tea? Well,
3: I don't know. This this podcast is about to take a very British turn, isn't it? If I do that, are we going to be too British?
1: I mean, it is the UK Steelers podcast, Dave.
3: That's true. That's true. Well, it depends who you're making it for, obviously, and if you got a, a particularly high quality of tea. But other than that, just get something good. You know, whether it's Yorkshire tea, you know, even Tetleys at a push, something that's you know better than just what's swept off the floor. You know, you know, something that's got some substance to it. And for me, just leave the bag in there for the whole time. Don't even pull it out.
2: But hang no, on, what's your? I'm talking sequencing here. So you go bag, water, bag, then, water. Leave the bag in. Yeah. Then Got what? Tiny bit of milk, just just. Ah, pull. wait, hang on. This is where we diverge because I, I I I stand by. You have to take the bag out before you put the milk in.
1: Yeah, Please, absolutely.
2: It's got to be really strong, though, for me. So, so it's you, be... you, you're you're being a bit vague about whether you put the milk in with the bags still there.
3: <laughs> well, no, the, the milk the milk is it's it, the milk is just enough to colour. So the milk is almost. <laughs> Dave,
1: you are not answer much. the question, Dave. Yeah, Dave. Does the bag come out before the milk goes? In? What's no this... how... Dave? What... Milk you put in, Dave. Dave, was this woman in the Oval Office? <laughs> I, I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost it, right, Dave? When you put the milk in, is there a tea bag in the cup?
3: Yes, because the tea bag stays in the whole time. No,
1: awful, awful.
2: That's wrong. That's wrong. wrong. That, that that tastes awful. Well, okay. My other, my other. <laughs> <laughs> do you squeeze the bag against yes, the side? Yes, against the side. Oh I'm, no, you, I'm you mean, no, I'm in this mug right getting every bit Absolute. of juice out of there. No. You what make you two cups of tea. You make two cups of tea, right? Oh. The key is brewing time. You want as maximum brewing time. Like dave's saying, he's right there. You, you brew it for as long as possible, but you do not squeeze. What are you talking right? about? If you squeeze, if you squeeze, you get a slightly like burnt taste. Trust me on this one. <laughs> right, brew it as, as longer than you normally would, but do not squeeze. But how long? The bag out.
1: How long do you keep the bag in?
2: Right. So if you do two tea bags, you're looking at ten seconds. If you're looking at one tea bag, you're looking at about. Wait, I,
1: whoa, wait let's let's well, let's roll back like so many steps. How many tea bags are you putting in the cup?
2: So when I'm at work, yeah, I don't have time to brew tea for 60 seconds. So I go two tea bags, 10 seconds, and that, that is enough time. Right, I'm it's totally – right, you've
1: totally lost me now. Gav. Right, so I go – so you've got one mug. This is an independent person's mug, right? Not not like a, a tea I, I, I've got to
2: quickly dash off, you know. I might be needed. I don't – you know. How I'm desperately going, are you needed I'm, that I'm you need to – right? I'm essential. You know, they can't shoot. Without, I mean, there's going to be people saying, where, where is he? Where is he?
1: You should be so, making tea then. What, what is happening that you yeah, so... Okay,
2: so uh, yeah, OK. So, but I don't like other people making tea because like oh. Dave's saying, when well, someone else makes me a tea, I get this like weak, pallid, ashen, you know, vague simile of tea. You know, that's not tea. I want tea that's got some tannin in it. You know, it's like proper strong furry on your tongue kind of thing. So what all I'm saying is, if you get if you if you're in a rush, two tea bags, ten seconds, fine. Count to ten. Take the two teas. bags. Don't strain them. Don't squeeze them. Just lift them out. Put them in the bin. Put the milk in. If you've got time <laughs> at home, no, no, no time pressure. Sixty seconds or more is a plus. Any more, sixty you, seconds. You can't. Too long, right? But again, don't strain it. Resist, resist no. the urge to squeeze it against the side of the tea. <laughs> Try it tomorrow. Try it tomorrow, you know. Try it the next. Try it at some point over the weekend. No. You've got time, you know. No. You, you, you can risk a cup of tea for what for what I'm saying. You know, it doesn't matter, you know. You can have your third <laughs> cup of the tea. It doesn't matter. So just try my technique
1: you're No, me now believe me later. No. no, 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 no. You're so wrong about this. You put one tea bag in, and you you listen. This is this is what I'm going to blow your mind here, Gav. Right? You're talking about. Having two tea bags in and quickly whipping them out after 10 seconds because you're so fucking busy you can't possibly, you know, brew a <laughs> cup of tea. <laughs>
0: <Remedy>.
1: <laughs> but listen, here's what I'm telling you, right? You put the tea bag in, you, you, the tea bag's in, right? There's nothing else in the cup at this point. You pour in the boiling water, the tea bag then should be in for no longer than 15 seconds, but you do press the tea bag against the cup and then remove it.
0: Okay. Well, then the milk is I, added, I, then the sugar, training, then it's
1: swirled, and then it's done.
2: The tainting. Tainting the flavour of the tea.
3: Yeah, but, okay, you're me Asgav. I think you're one of these guys that can get two cups of tea out of one tea bag.
1: Oh, I thought that.
3: No, no, no. no He's getting one wrong. cup like of a, tea
1: out of two like tea bags. Really strong. <laughs> I like
2: it to be blood red. You know, I like I like that kind of dark kind of brick colour. I like. I, I, th- I hate it. you know like a grey colour. That's horrible. You no, know, I like I like your Yorkshire tea, like yourself. This one in the video, was, this one in the video was
3: just, it was hot milk, wasn't it? It was like it's watered awful. down hot milk with sugar in.
2: That was like when I when I was leaving, right, so my, obviously every, everyone loves their mum, right? They're, they're, you know, that's, I mean, there's got to be, you know, hardly anyone that doesn't. Hot but take. Hot take. My mum. My but two mums in one cup. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that. Don't <laughs> two mums in one cup. That's, 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 don't go there. Jesus. Um. <laughs> There's probably a chance to, to that uh my mom I, my mom's got many many positives she's got a slight fault she's not the best cook in the world and i hope that she doesn't listen to this because she doesn't know it right but i i you know all my friends would would if they were coming around after school or whatever after you know when we were that age they, they'd stop by kentucky and, eat, and 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 spend their own their train fare home on on kentucky because they know that they were going to get offered my mum's cooking and they they wanted to eat so they didn't have to um I, I, I left home at 18 and my mum suddenly realised that she'd never taught me to cook anything um, and, and she, she gave me a crash course in making pasta, right? So her pasta was like, okay, you boil it very quickly, fine, yeah, everyone does that. Then you just tip it out into a colander, then you tip that onto a plate, then you, you put grated cheese on top and bang it in a microwave and you microwave the pasta for about 30 seconds, pull it out, that's your meal. I mean, the, that... That is the 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 version of pasta to what that your your tea lady over uh, over in America is doing. Absolutely butchering a classic Italian Italian meal.
3: Wow.
2: Italians would spit on you for that.
3: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> so, re- I didn't realize at the time because it was my first introduction to cooking, and now I look back at it and going, what was he doing?
3: I get a feel this, this is sort of a, a regular meal for side though, just like plain pasta. With his sort of crazy, crazy eating, weird eating or whatever it is,
1: <laughs> alongside
3: his side of fuel.
1: Yeah. I don't eat that much pasta, to be honest. I really should do, because I like it, but I just can't bother getting the pan out. Um, what? <laughs> Let's draw the line there. <laughs> 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 right, um, before we get on to that, thank you, Dave, for that wonderful kebab corner. I didn't realise it would um, bring out such heated discussion um, about right, how... What
2: was that? An Englishman and his tea. You know, it's not to be. Yeah, uh, yeah that's true. You disputed. can't get in between it. Mm, uh,
1: yeah. Even if he does make have it. I've got wrong.
2: a slight thing. Were oh you trying to wrap up there or or no? Well, I was going
1: to, but but feel free. It's
2: a tiny thing. It's a question. Um, now, I, I'm pretty sure we picked up some listeners along the way that maybe didn't listen to the first episode of this podcast, but we we, we came out of out of the Facebook group UKs. Pittsburgh Steelers fans Facebook group, right? That's where we we met and where where this show started. Now, I noticed that both you and Dave had had been uh, invited to partake in Jason, who runs the Facebook groups, little quiz, and 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 so have many other people uh, in the group, but not me and not Rich. And I just wonder what what is this like? Well, why? And- why? why have i not been asked
1: i have gotta be honest i have no idea what you're talking about what quiz what the little <laughs> the the question questions. do you
2: prefer cockroaches or hip hop hippopotamuses
1: i, <laughs> hippopotamuses. I, think, I, think I have no idea
2: what i
1: think there was
3: maybe a post of like who wants to do it <laughs> oh really okay
1: oh okay. that thing oh with the answers oh right okay i thought, did i miss the initial post i thought what Damn. have i
2: done have i is it that I talk so much that Jason feels like he knows what I'm going to say to we'll
1: every get you in. every answer? We all know you, Gav. Yeah, we'll get you in, Gav. Don't worry. No, nah, I'll, put, nah. I'll put in a good word with the bosses. I don't. I don't even want to do it. That's, oh, the, that's the thing. I'll here tell we
2: to go. My mates, my mates about it. They're like, that, "This is so you. Something you don't <laughs> want to do, but you've not been asked to do, and it's pissing you off."
1: Have you heard this, Dave? He doesn't want to do it, but he's talking to his friends outside of the Steelers' <laughs> realm about it. <laughs> so I, was playing, I was playing on PlayStation
2: On and we were all chatting about it on the mic. Uh, go, you're, you're a better. You don't even God. want to do the quiz.
1: Why do you care? Why do you
2: care? Right. Because like, I've not been asked. It's like, what did Oscar Wilde say? I don't want to be. I don't want to join any club that will have <laughs> doesn't me, want me as a member. Yeah. I, I don't want to do any quiz that I'm asked, but when I'm not asked the quiz, I want to do it. <laughs> I thought maybe you had some hot take on our celebrity
3: crushes or something like that, but no, right. just that you just said you went uh, involved.
1: Listen, Zoe Deschanel is the right answer. Right, Last last point, Gav. Jason's going to listen to this and you're going to end up doing this by the end of the week I, I guarantee it. We'll see. we'll see. Don't don't mention it to him. Let's see if he if he if he pops up he on my do. messages. He will. I promise. Let's see. Um, i message him. Okay, I'm not going to message <laughs> him. Maybe he's going to do it.
2: <laughs> we would, we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for Jason. if so, he <laughs> wouldn't. Yeah, J- Jason. I'm just I'm just I just noticed it and and it's been irking me a little bit that maybe I'm,
1: you know, maybe I talk too much. I don't know. Jason, Gav's real upset and you're going to have to appease him. <laughs> right I hope you don't know oh <laughs> that um thank you for uh <laughs> listening to whatever that was um i feel like i say that every week at this point <laughs> the last 10 minute becomes the total shit show um thank you so much for joining us let us know what you think of the top 25 let us know if you missed anyone glaringly obvious i know there's some people out there who must you know absolutely Sorry. love what's Sorry. that what's that
2: gonna say should we widen the net should we get other people to send hey feel in?
1: free yeah yeah and jason we- send
2: us your top 25 players that are yep. important
1: for next year's steelers
2: yeah uh, send send it send it in then we could tabulate mm-hmm. it all and then we could come up with a uk definitive top 25 steelers
1: and we I can like send that. it to
2: pf and how high our running backs are and our offensive line
1: i like that gav's going to tabulate all those numbers for us um right okay I know. I know ready to go. <laughs> we'll see you all next week hopefully with uh, a disgruntled uh, American in tow as well um, follow me at I wrote this, follow the show at UK Steelers pod follow Dave on Twitter at This Is Dave Hart, and follow Gav at GM Boom gmboomop uh, follow Rich in absentia at stunt batman on Instagram and we'll see you all next week see you later bye bye okay. guys
0: bye <laughs> bye